Ugh, it went down the wrong. Mm. Okay, we don't have to actually wait for this timer to. That's just. Are we all ready? Oh, and the the only requirement for the live audience is that. Yeah, when we start, that you like clap and make noise, so it sounds like. Oh yeah, you guys are. We're so great. Is there not a sound for that? Like, surely I'm sure we could. A... We could do that. I mean... Okay, here we go. Ready? Just feeling... You're going to be blown away by this intro. It's going to be really quiet. Oh, it's going to be so cool. Here we go. Nine, eight, seven. <clears throat> Maria, have you seen the, um, the intro before? You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned. I don't know. Plan on it. <laughs> Minus five, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next time. It's time for spring. It's really nice here. Like, will it to be? And yeah. turn off the sun's out. So yeah. you're welcome, everyone. Oh, guys! <laughs> so this is the show in the new studio. This is the first episode of the show. So you should feel very. I do. You're so. You're like the. What do you call that? Not the penultimate. What do you call it when it's like the honorary? Or what do you call that? Yeah. Nothing. Or the inaugural. Yes. The inaugural. I was trying not to say virgin. <laughs> <laughs> you are a virgin guest. <laughs> Is your husband aware of this? With five kids. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. weird. Wow. It's the Immaculate Conception all over again. Uh, so tell the audience that are listening at home, we are actually the most famous and popular podcast, or Catholic podcast in oh. the world, actually. Really? Yes. We're better than uh, catching, uh, what is it? Ca- the man- that uh, mammal. Yeah, catching um. mammals. <laughs> and then we're also better than the podcast with um, the three women Yes. Yeah, that one. I may have heard of them. One of them's uh, wears a uh, robe, right? <laughs> so we're better than that podcast for sure. This is actually the best women's Catholic po- Catholic women's podcast because I am an honorary Instagram woman. These standards Catholic woman. are so creative. Yeah, yeah. These measurements. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, none of that's very true. But tell the people who don't know I'm you. I'm glad to be here, nonetheless. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm nervous. It's the new <laughs> really? place. Like this is like. Oh, I gotta like. We have to we have to settle in. Okay. Here. Well. Okay. So tell people that don't know you about you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Allison Sullivan, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I have a great husband who I really like. Mm-hmm. He's what's your like dreamy? If you were a comic book superhero, what's oh. your like origin story? Really? I mean, you just went to my like least <laughs> do you, Taylor Schroll. We can talk about okay, him for yeah. a moment. He I hate to Taylor Schroll. You do? Yeah, he's a, well, just a son of a gun. He yeah. looks like a teddy bear. No, that you want to hug and yeah, kick at the same time. He looks like time. a big old. How is that? He looks like a care bear. A care bear <laughs> that okay. schmuck. 
But I have a, I have a dreamy husband. I don't know about comic books, but so how about how he kind of looks like you Thor. tell me. He kind of looks like Thanos. Taylor Schroll kind of looks Shrull like does? Thanos. Yeah. Oh well, like a perhaps. like if Thanos was in a Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Like, that's what Taylor Schroll looks like. It looks like Thanos. I kind of want to think of, like, who white... had a baby to make Taylor Schroll. If, is Thanos... Interestingly, I know his mom, and I adore her. Uh, We've yeah. just spent three minutes on Taylor Schroll. Yeah. Let's... What race is Thanos, though? Is he black? Uh, see, I don't know who you're talking about. Thanos! Is it... I don't! I'm the sorry. Avengers? This is a confession I'm trying not the to Avengers. make. The Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers. The Avengers. Right? Do, doesn't... Do you guys know Taylor Schroll? See, they don't know Taylor Schroll and you don't know Thanos, so I'm doing, this is, this I'm is doing an amazing show. job. This yep. is awesome. Jen Fullweiler, I'll open for you <laughs> <laughs> for free. Okay, sorry. Okay. Okay, I have a dreamy husband. Yeah. I have five kids, um, four bios, the fifth adopted from China. He has downs. He's what a honey. That? Biological oh, okay. children, gotcha. yes. So it's a it's a rowdy household, which is Tommy's how total, we like it. Five, five, five kiddos. Yep, nice. I'm an only child, so that's kind of interesting. Wow. Um, what about your husband? How many... Like siblings. one of four. Okay. Cradle Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a convert. You're a convert. When? When was, mm-hmm. when did this happen? About 15 years ago. <laughs> Two days ago. Before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right when I got the invite to come over. Yeah. Well, I met coming. my husband and he was, you know, if we would have met online, we would have filtered each other out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like he was bald and he was Catholic and he didn't think animals belonged inside. And I... <laughs> Was like, you know, Protestant and a terrible cook. And I think that yeah. there should be 10 in the bed. But because what? life's about compromise, there's only two in the bed. Okay. <laughs> what so, denomination were you? I became a Christian in um, high school through okay. Young Life. So oh, it was just nice. this really happy, clappy experience. But I really wanted something deeply spiritual with him. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, I will go to RCIA. But yeah. No promises. Do you feel like you so. knew Jesus yes. before you became a Catholic? Yes. And yeah. that's an interesting part of the story is that I wasn't leaving something for something mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, Catholicism is just kind of another step mm-hmm. on my yeah. you know journey to God. So I dated a girl who was Protestant. Don't. Did someone laugh when I said I dated a girl? I think I might have That was inappropriate. Was- <laughs> that was inappropriate. <laughs> it was bad uh, timing. So I dated a Protestant girl and she was like, she never became Catholic. But at one point she said, I just feel like she had a misunderstanding of what the Catholic church was. And then sure. she said, I feel like it's just like everything. Cause she was non-denominational. She's like, I feel like it's just everything I have just with other stuff. Yeah. Like in a good way, like in a <laughs> yes. good way, not in a bad way. She was like, wow. Like, Catholics can know Jesus too. Like yeah, I thought they worshiped yeah. Satan. It's like missing, you know, 20%, but that yeah. 20% is so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I became Catholic 15 years ago. Um, I wrote a book and that was really fun. That was something is I the, didn't think I could do. What's the title of that book? Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. 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 Yeah. And so then, you, did you write a sister saint sinner? So, um, writing led to speaking yeah. and then speaking led to podcasting. And so podcasting is center saint sister. Yeah. Okay. So how long did you write rock, paper, scissors? Three years. And what's that? What's the gist of that book? It's really Sam just, wants to know. I read it, but Sam wants to know. <laughs> it's a spiritual memoir, yeah, really. And cool. so it, it's really a collection of essays and just where God's taken mm-hmm. me. I um, live in a college town, yeah. as you know. And so I mentor a lot of college girls and I yeah. really wrote it with them in mind. You know, just some things that I wish I knew when I was 20. Yeah. And you and it's a collection of essays. Yeah, I'd say. Okay. And is it like your story? You know what I do? So each chapter has a, um, a gospel. And mm-hmm. so I just try to dust off an old story and, yeah. and make it new and apply yeah, yeah. it to my life and hopefully a way that everyone can relate to. So. What I appreciate about you is you're pretty arts. Like when I listen to um, your podcast, which mm. I've listened to for years, mm. obviously, but when mm-hmm. I, when I was just listening to it, like you really, at least the first couple of episodes mm. I listened to, you like really write like an, a uh, passionate 
intro, like almost like an essay that you're reading. Yeah. Thank you. To like build up to your guests. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a really fun project for me. You know, writing and speaking are so solitary. Mm -hmm. And so that can be really lonely for me. Yeah. And there's some, and I, I've discovered as I, you know, grow in ministry that I really love a team. I yeah. love it. And so there's something about this that's so collaborative Yeah. Um, and it takes the pressure off. It's mm-hmm. more fun. I yeah. mean, I've always wanted to be Oprah in a sense. And so now I just get to do it in my closet <laughs> with like, you know, yeah. and something that's unique about Center St. Sister is that it's really just my friends. I mean, mm. I was, I was living life with these women deeply and I was privy to all these really personal, amazing stories. They're just mm. living with such humility and such faithfulness. And as we would have these really deep conversations, I would be like, everybody needs needs to know this, you know, and it felt like my civic duty to like push record on Mm. their very intimate details and they let me and it's awesome. That's so great. Yeah. That's one of the things I really appreciate about podcasts is the ability to find people like people who are somewhere else can find people who they want to listen to you yeah. if, if they do feel alone, yeah, if they yeah, do feel yeah. disconnected yeah, yeah, yeah. from people like themselves. Storytelling is just so important. Yeah. It's how we've lived our lives deeply. Yeah. And and so I, I think that when you can sit knee to knee with someone, when you can, it, 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 there's this quote that it's hard to hate up close. Mm. And so you can take this topic that might even seem divisive, yeah. but when you hear from someone that's experiencing something perhaps differently than you, when you're knee to knee with them, there's something about that knee to kneeness, eye to eye ness yeah. that says, okay, you know, when you're not seeing it on a screen, mm-hmm. when it's, when it's near. Yeah. I, and so I feel like it's, it's really important work, you know, yeah. sharing our stories, especially okay. long form. That's like one of my big passions too, mm-hmm. is that yeah. a podcast can be longer than right. two minute Fox yeah, news. It sound bites all the mm-hmm. time now. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think point. that just builds empathy mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you've talked about, divisive what is your most divisive topics that you talk what why divisive topics or like what's about that tell me things you know there are things that feel (laughs) laura's shaking her head at me she's like you're (laughs) awful you're an awful guest (laughs) or an awful host you're awful host. i knew what you meant again i'm Um, I'm your guest (laughs) when with the allison show there are things that feel really important yeah yeah you know and so um do you feel like this is kind of your what makes your podcast (sighs) unique Maybe. Like what keeps you, you, know, you doing it? Unique, perhaps. Inconvenient? Heck yes. <laughs> like you in know? what way? You get, bad, you get well, hate mail? I wish that, you know, I love the podcast. Yeah. And I wish that there was, you know, somebody that I could, you know, witty banter with, you know, for hours on end. And and I wish that I was a more funny person. And the truth of the matter very funny. is that, well, I mean, I try, but it, it takes, it's like I have a witty moment, but yeah, it's just yeah. that a moment, you know, <laughs> it passes quickly and, and they're few and far between. So you feel like you can't be like that on your yeah, podcast? No, it's not that I feel like I can't be that. It's, I, it's not authentic to who I am. Mm-hmm, the truth gotcha. is, is that I'm about the deep dive. Gotcha, yeah. And so when I, as I'm living life. I really care about, you know, what's dividing people. And, and so that's, that's race, that's denomination, that's gender Mm -hmm. that, you know, and so, yeah, we do all that. Yeah. (laughs) Do you, uh, what's kind of like your guest profile? I get the sense that you bring on people from diverse, uh, backgrounds. I really try. I think representation is important. Um, but it's, but like I said, it's something that's unique to the show is that it's my friends. Yeah. So I don't go after, um, big names. I think that would be a really easy way to grow the show. (laughs) But that's what we do here. Yeah. But that doesn't feel important. Not that you're not a huge name, but I'm just like, let's get on anyone. Like I, like that's what's so exciting about podcasts is listening to someone talk about, like I did the author of a book where she, um, Julia, Dween is one of my favorite episodes where she was embedded in uh, Pentecostal like snake charming churches where they sure yeah and she like wrote a whole book about these pastors in the Appalachian Appalachian Mm -hmm. 
Appalachian Mountains who mm-hmm. handle snakes and drink poison and wow. stuff. Yeah. And she's from a totally different background. It was just so fascinating yeah. to listen to that. Yeah. So. yeah, and it would. It would be a really easy way to grow the show. But if, um, for me, it We've heard enough of them, doesn't you know? feel worth it. Yeah. I really enjoy the intimacy that comes with a relationship. Yeah. And I also think that it's fun to highlight all different kinds of friendship. Yeah. So there's people that, that you meet quickly and, yeah. and that you can um, you know, get deep with quickly. There's other people that you met... 35 years ago. And if you met today, would you be friends? Maybe not, you yeah. know? So there's, it, it just highlights a, a lot of different, yeah. you know, ways that we connect. And so, and so I what, what keeps you going with the podcast? Like what keeps you doing it? Because it's mm-hmm. hard to, you have a lot of seasons and episodes yeah, and it's you. hard to keep going. And like, there's this point you reach where you're like, like, Am I going to keep go- like, does yeah. this matter? Is this reaching people? I love people? that you brought this up because I'm in the middle of a DTR right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. A middle, I'm in the middle yeah. of a defining the relationship. Yeah. Is this worth my time and energy? Does the work matter? Yeah. Um, because the truth is it does take a lot of time and money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does take a lot of brain space. I do spend. An emotional space. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I spend like definitely two digits like in the hours, you know, two digits, yeah. you know, per, you know, per week easily, um, doing it. So what keeps me going is definitely the emails that I get. Yeah. Um, I yeah. get a lot of really, uh, personal feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite is just, I have a really complicated relationship with God and, um, listening to the show makes it less complicated. Yeah. I mean yeah. that, you know, that feels really important. And yeah. so, and a lot of the things that frustrate me or that make it hard, um, I think it would be fun to talk about something that's really hard for me. Um, I think a, that would be very fun. <laughs> I think it'd be very fun to talk about something, something that's, that's really extremely hard. difficult yeah, for you. Be very fun um, for me. No, but I'm the thing, kidding. you know, as I kind of have the DTR with myself and kind of review these emails or yeah. the feedback that comes in, it's like, yes, this is hard. But you don't get to quit. Mm. So you can you can rearrange and you can um, e- e- redefine. You can shift. Yeah. But you don't get to quit. Mm. And so that's kind of the feedback that I've been getting. But I'm always light on my feet. I mean, I'm always. That's the feedback you're getting from. Um, the Lord, just yeah. really in prayer. Like, yeah. I know I know that it's hard, and and we can like work around this, but you don't get to quit. Yeah. So, um, something that's hard for me with it, and and I would love your feedback. Mm. I'd love your help yeah. really yeah. is that hustle makes me, um, hustle gives me the heebie jeebies. What do you mean? It's just really hard for me, um, to promote anything. It just, it feels really self-indulgent for yeah. one thing. I mean, I think we've all struggled with this. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's really hard yeah, yeah. to have what you feel like might be a calling on your life yeah. to say the thing, but to whom? <laughs> so you need to, yeah, you know, kind of target these people to who you think might need to hear the thing. And then, and then what I really want to do is I just want to be behind the scenes. Like when I wrote the book, I wanted to send it to China. (laughs) So a lot of nice Chinese women could come to know the Lord (laughs) and then I could be done with it. I wanted to, I wanted to create the thing and then I wanted to be done with it. And I feel that way podcasting too. But I, I had this moment of clarity where I was looking at a bunch of books and boxes by my back door Mm -hmm. and it was this, point of i mean it was this very clear question of what's the point mm. what'd you do it for oh, so there is that sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. you know like we did this because and you accomplish it and that's good you can put the check in that box but then there's also um i'm proud of the content yeah 
it's good content. Yeah. You know, like people need to hear it. And so the hustle, like I said, um, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, not just in other people. It, other people's hustle really gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> but my own Any hustle. names? Can we just say some names? <laughs> yes. Um, Taylor Schroll's freaking hustle you know, is so uncomfortable. Uh, I'm getting blood on my NASA blood. shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking a thing and I'm oh, probably nervous. Gosh. And I got blood on my well, NASA. Don't, don't do that. Don't you hate it when you get blood on your NASA? <laughs> gosh, dang it. Okay, sorry. Um, that was unprofessional. Well, but I don't care. This I don't, is my wait, show. Here, okay. This is my building. <laughs> um, Just kidding. Hustle. Yeah, Taylor Schroll's hustle. I know, but oh, heebie-jeebies and other, other pe- people's other hustle. People's, yeah, which is so rude. It's like I'm just the judgiest little. Judger. Me too. Me too. It's so awful. Me too. But everyone's. I think everyone struggles with this. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're an artist or you make something or you want to do something other than just live in your house and not yeah. communicate in some way, mm-hmm. if that's music or film or or painting or dance or whatever, sure. I think you struggle with the marketing side of it, which yeah. is like the does this need to be financially viable or do, or do, whatever the interchanges yeah. with the viewer. Yeah. Like even if you're doing it for free, it's like you're not just doing it on an island. Right. I love right. I always bring up um oh my gosh, David Ramirez. Do you know him? Mm-mm. He's a musician and he has a um a song called uh, something like maybe it's time to move on or so, so anyways, but the point is there's a line he's struggling with this. Why does he make music? Yeah. And one of the verses that really hit me and made me insecure was he says, <laughs> there's a plumber down in Arkansas, the best writer I've ever met. When mm-hmm. I asked where to buy his CD, he just laughed and lit a cigarette. Mm. And like, he's like pierced by this, like, you know, he's thinking market, he's thinking, where can I buy your thing? Yeah. And this plumber's like, what? Like yeah. what? Yeah. And that insecurity of, yeah. I, I can you make art for yourself on an island? Right. Oh, I think that's important. So I, you know, we're all on a creative journey, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. all of us were yeah. created by a creator. And so really I, there's this quote that's like the only difference between somebody who calls themselves an artist and someone who doesn't is audacity. Yeah. We're all artists, yeah, yeah. you know? And so if you've taken that step out in audacity to call yourself an artist, um, because we're all on a creative journey, it's really about the process, right? It's mm-hmm. you're doing it because you feel passionately yeah. about it. Um, and so it's about the journey, this creative journey. And so often, and I, and I feel it myself and then I see it in others and a twitch, <laughs> but it's, it's when we start thinking about outcome. Yeah. What's yeah, the yeah. outcome? Yeah. And so we get so outcome based that we forget about the process. We forget mm-hmm. about the journey, all that to say, um, you know, we are creating things and we do want people to, to listen and appreciate. Yeah. But if you see me posing between two trees, kick me in the shin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I think, I think though that we're, it, it's so weird because, uh, like my strolling through wheat or whatever, See, but like, you're at I least just, willing uh, to take pictures of yourself, right? Like my uh, parents and their gen, there's a generational thing too about, um, like, I think there was a thing about selfies that seemed self-centered. Sure. But then I think in a world where everyone has cameras and everyone's sending sure. each other, there's a level where maybe that would be self-centered in a certain time. But I, I don't think kids are self-centered. We've because become they, desensitized yeah, to it it's for like, sure. It's like, yeah. it's not, it's like 
to be self-centered is more self-centered or to be self-conscious is more self-centered yeah, interesting. to be like don't get me on the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. get over yourself yeah, and it's so just affected. quit being quit being self-centered about it yeah. like yeah. Uh, and it's like well no but that's self-centered to put yeah. yourself on camera yeah. and so it's really strange it's it's this the greatest irony you yeah. know is that i hate social media <laughs> you know i hate it i hate yeah. i think it's bad for society yeah, i'm yeah. really against it mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> We're on it right now. Yeah, yeah. I so. I, uh, I think about some of this stuff um, in terms of like the bad toupee fallacy. Have you heard of this? No. So the bad toupee fallacy is like when someone says um, uh, toupees are always – I can always tell when someone's wearing a toupee. But like implicit in that is that if it was a good toupee, you wouldn't know, yeah. right? Like you think right. all two or the it's all toupees look fake. Yeah. Well, it's like if if that if the opposite were true, you wouldn't know it to be true. Of There's course. no way to yes. prove. Yes. It's like all marketing uh, it feels slimy. Yeah. It's like, well, it's because slimy marketing seems like marketing. But when you're just telling someone, yeah. hey, I have this thing that I really I did think this thing. it's marketing, like yeah. talking to yeah. people is marketing. So is there an authentic, honest approach? I think so. I think I so, think, too. I think in, I struggle to find it, but I, I, know, I know that there but is. But I think you struggle. I mean, for me struggling about it is the thing. Like I just go to the route of, like you said, everyone's creative. Everyone's a creative. Everyone has art, whether it's making food for your kids or whatever. And everyone's a marketer because like you don't exist in a vacuum Yeah, and you tell people about your stuff or you want them to just at the very least see it. Yeah. Not they. you could not want them to acknowledge it. You could not want them to you to get anything out of it, Mm -hmm. but you, you, Art implies or anything you do implies another person. Yeah. And you want them to. You do a really great job. Of what? Marketing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I love your. I love your. Thank you. I am insecure. Is it a shtick? No, no. I I know. That's. There it is. That's it right there. It can't be a shtick. But uh, that's just me. I mean, and my coworkers know this. And I have realized that that can be a shield as well. Sure. But I use vulnerability Mm -hmm. because like it's the only thing I could figure out to deal with that is like then I'm just going to be completely vulnerable yeah. and open. Yeah. Although I have realized recently, I was telling someone this, I have realized that that can be used as a shield because it's kind of like, I'm going to tell you everything that's me. So don't, don't look for anything else. Don't yeah. look for it. Cause I've already told you everything that's me. Yeah. And now yes, I've yes, yes. controlled the message. Absolutely. Yes. This is exactly who I am. Yeah. So now don't go any deeper. So I'm, vu- I'm vulnerable in as much as I'm in yeah. control I'm of just the gonna, vulnerability. Yeah, I'm going to have no boundaries here at all. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, I think like I'm really insecure about um, inviting people on the show, right? Like yeah. I think with us and with everyone, it's always just if you're ever in town and want to. Oh like, my gosh! Instead you of like, terrible. would you? Please? Yeah, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really bad at. It was like these email. Yeah, that's funny. That's it's a just, funny thing. It's just about. like I. It's just like it's always been. Just I'm a huge fan of you. Yeah. You know, if and then if they mention something about yes. the show, I'm like. Well, you would well, be perfect too. Well, it's funny because I'm like texting Allie, who I know and love, and was like, I think I have an invitation, and I'm sure not trying to invite myself on the show. I am going to be in Dallas, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. I'm sorry. But you know, I, like I, you know, I'll get emails every now and then that's like, why aren't you asking for support? Mm. And the real answer to that is because I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Like yeah. Pathos feels like the, what is it? 
Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Yes. I struggle with this as well. I struggle with this as well. I mean, I technically have it, but but Patreon feels like this hostage situation Mm -hmm. where it's like, you give me money or I don't read you my diary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's amazing. So anyways, I just, it's it's rough. It's rough. So here we are. But it's nice to have cohorts. Like I love having people that are doing this thing together because like I said, I'm all about a team. Yeah. So that helps. And I think not feeling alone in it. For me, I just found that you just do you do marketing or yeah. do the thing that makes mm-hmm. you most comfortable and yeah. just do it and yeah. just be honest yeah. about it. And I mean, this is probably a little bit of a hack and it's probably, you probably shouldn't use this all the time, but I've found that it's even helpful to just even say like in part of the ask, like this makes me really uncomfortable. This is hard. This is hard for me to ask you. And here's what I'm afraid you're going to th- Think about yeah. I'm afraid by asking you on here yes. that you're going to think this. And it's so, so disarming. Yeah, yeah. To just now again, that can be used as a shield, yeah. like to constantly go. That's what I see. Yeah. I see that. Hey guys, I'm doing this thing. It's really hard for me. I, and, and I, I, yeah. I don't have good language for this yet because I, you only just made yeah, me I'm covered re- in blood. Stop I'm literally that. covered in blood. Sorry. I'm gonna, the language. I need things to flick. No, I bleed more. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> No, but that's it. I don't have good language for it because you only just made me realize it. But that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. That makes me like, ah. like false uh, vulnerability. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Because the other thing that I try to do mm-hmm. is try to do the opposite, which is like, this is the best thing in the right. Right. Like the sure. only because sometimes people are uncomfortable with that. It's they're uncomfortable with going. I'm really good at this. Direction. Yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. reaching too far this way, if you're reaching too far that way, yeah. I'm turned off. Yeah. If you're always like, <laughs> oh, this is not good. And blah, blah, blah. And because my judgment's impeccable oh. and because my opinions are perfect. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, so what else you got written down there? What else do you want to talk about? This is the divisive things. Let's no, do that. No, people make fun of me because I come with notes. No, this is awesome. Yeah. You're gonna be then you're in the running for probably the best podcast we've ever the best podcast guest we've ever had in the yeah. studio. Um What do you want I'm, to talk about? I'm not gonna read you my diary. Well no, you don't have to. <laughs> But after this break, if you support me on Patreon, you will hear Allison's diary. No. Um, no, do you have I things just, that you want to talk about? Um, I thought that you and I could spend a lot of time talking about podcasting, which we just did. So I had a few notes in there about that. I want to start. Um, a, I want to start a show called Multiply Your Mission, and it will be about trying to destigmatize marketing and brand strategy. Are you serious? And, yeah, I'm starting a show. That just where, happened. Like, interesting. I love that like we just picked a topic that you like care passionately about. Yeah, well, I, I haven't started it yet. Well, I know, but you've thought about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I want it to be like that, like like the, you know, especially Christian people have a hard time with that because they're For like, sure. well, I don't want to market because yeah. and I think it even goes deeper into like personal issues, like yeah. issues of confidence versus insecurity versus false, yeah. all that stuff. And so I just want to do one talking to people. I'm not an expert, but I just want to talk to yeah, me. No, it's great. <laughs> I just want to talk to me like three years ago. Absolutely. And just be like, this is what, Hey, just think well, about even this. Just starting the conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. getting other people's input into it. Like this is just, this has been really healing for me. Cause I well, haven't said any of that. Oh, wow. Honestly. Yeah, like, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about podcasts. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back after this break from, uh, Metamucil. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like we could come up with a really <laughs> clever Metamucil commercial. <laughs> Do you want to go to questions? Do you got questions? You, Laura, you said you had a question, I think. Oh, okay. I thought earlier when you... Oh, if we could do questions. Um, we did have questions on our social media. Really? Oh. Yes. So here's one question we had for Allison. Someone asked, what is Taylor Schroll's worst quality? <laughs> that was Taylor Schroll. 
Oh gosh! Of course it the was the White Thanos. Wow, that's what we're calling him from now on. White Thanos. White Thanos. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, he does sweat profusely. He does. Yeah. Oh, I can pull up. I mean, Thanos. it's kind of a problem, actually. We have to film now in his mm-hmm. very tight quarters. It's at so, his house, right? Yeah. What a what a he chump! He has a water closet. He? He's trying to be all noble. He should have a studio. There's tequila in there. It's not a water closet. <laughs> it is a tequila closet. Wow. I know. Um, I'm going to show you things. He's like trying to sound English or something. What? I don't know. Like he's put on an, uh, an affected, uh, uh, like, like. It's uh, just so misleading. Accent. We're in the water closet. This is Thanos. Here you go. Where'd you go? Oh, are you showing me? Someone's calling you. Oh, look. Or someone's calling me. Oh, Taylor Schroll's calling. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Hi, Taylor. Would you quit crashing my party? Allison says stop crashing the party. We just realized we just realized that you're you're like a if Thanos was into Dave Matthews band, that's who you are. That, I, I guess you had to be there. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. No, you look like if Thanos was into Dave Matthews band. You look like a bro version of Dave Matthews band. My chin looks like a scrotum? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what Allison said. I never would say that. Uh, <laughs> this is Thanos. Allison didn't know who Thanos was. Oh, sure I do. Yes, I see the resemblance. Disappoints me at every turn. We're actually about to get to your question. What's your worst quality? Actually, we did get to your question, and Allison said you sweating is your worst quality. Uh, that's not true. I have many worst qualities. Why are you calling me and interrupting my podcast? This is very unprofessional of you. I was wondering what you're doing and when I'm going to actually interrupt you in person. Yeah. Well, I don't care. We're getting off the phone right now. Okay? <laughs> this is Allison's show. This is not your show. You always do this, Taylor. Taylor. Edmund tried to read my notes. Oh, Taylor. Oh. This, this is off Taylor, listen to me. Are you listening? What? I what? feel like you're ignoring me. <laughs> Edmund tried to read my notes. I know you did. You what? He said he... I told him about your notes. Oh, I know. Okay, we gotta hang up. He's okay, boring. You're boring, Taylor. We're getting off of. Oh gosh. Okay, that's Taylor's worst quality. He's um, uh, someone else asked a question somewhere, but now it wasn't on pa- or it was on Patreon. Um, uh, so you're going with sweating for Taylor? Yeah, role. sweating, sweating. Someone asked on Patreon. It's like explosive sweating. Ew, that is. It does. It feels projectile. graphic. <laughs> oh, this is a question. Kyle Hyman asked. And I, I have been really excited about this, and I haven't actually seen it. But what's the tattoo? Can you show us the? Can you give us oh, the tattoo story? Sure. Okay, show it because we're on camera, so you can show yeah, yeah. the tattoo. It's so, super badass. Yeah, thanks. Look at that. So it's the women at the foot of the cross. Yeah. I love the women at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. The first to know, the last to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I struggle with a bit of an identity crisis because I have a little bit of an alter ego. Like a, a side of my head is shaved. I'm covered Wait, in right tattoos. Now? No. Oh, this is your alter ego. Yeah. Uh, that you want to be. Yeah. Okay. But the truth. A little like Audrey Assad when she shaved the side of her mm, head. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so yeah. like, like it's some very unnatural color. Yeah. You know, and. Were you a very moral kid? You were only child. Were you a very like straight and yeah, narrow? I, yeah. I okay. follow the rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Just under the radar though. It's yeah. like I knew when to. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, get in line 
so I But you I are this envelopes. person. You have a tattoo. You have a huge yeah. tattoo. Okay, so but the truth is that I just Truth. I'm a soccer mom and I dispense goldfish and yeah. you know whatever. So th- there's these these two things that are kind yeah. of intention. Mm-hmm. And so I told my mom I was like this is coming. Like I just this you need once to know. I figured it out what it was because yeah. so much of my ministry is is about women and I yeah. just I love women. I love our place in the church. I just uh, I love us. And who are for people listening who don't know who are the women at the foot of the cross? So actually, for me, just to make sure I know. Well, by the way, the I get I get pushback from men because oh. um, Saint John was there too. Yeah, what a woman! And so, but right? re, well, it, there's the women, the beloved and then, disciple, and then the I teenage mean, boy. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. those were the ones who are brave enough to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, so Mary, Mary Magdalene, and John was kind of like a pretty artsy, you know, sensitive soul, right? Obviously, <laughs> he's like reclining into his lap. So, I mean, um, who puts their head on another man's chest? I mean, not when you're really young. Yeah. I've heard, and I don't know you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I have read that there are reports that he was like maybe nine. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. And he is the one that lived, you know, the, the longest. longest. That makes and sense. And so it makes more sense if yeah. he was, you know, younger. Yeah. And isn't Man. that beautiful thought? That is very beautiful. Yeah. So who are the so, three women? Is so it three Mary, women? Mary Magdalene, and then I, I think... Another Mary? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I think well, what's on the tattoo? Mary. How many women are on the tattoo? There's just Mary and Mary Magdalene. Okay, Because gotcha. I think those are the two that are like Perfect. super... Yeah. I Concrete. got that wrong. Why did I say three? Concrete. So Sam um, said it. Sam said three. No, there are. There are. There were three. Oh, there were. There are three. I, I just these two are super confirmed. Gotcha. And so there's gotcha. a piece of stained glass in our church, and it's this exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I was trying to prep my mom, like, this is coming. Once I knew what it was, once I knew what I wanted, it was like, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, I mean, that's a hard thing. And so I said, And it's kind of an issue. It's a divisive issue. It is. It's a theme here with you. It's very divisive things. I like to push on. Because some Christian Catholics are like, no tattoos. Right. And some are like, tattoos. What? Why do you keep looking at me? Because you're just a prude. You're such a prude. So I told her this is coming and I said, mom, I just, I just, I feel like my resurrected body's covered in them. And she goes, oh God, just get it then. (laughs) (laughs) So once I knew what I wanted, um, you know, but what was the, how do you feel? Oh, sorry. So anyways, the, I just love that Jesus was constantly empowering women. Mm. I mean, he, he dignified them in unprecedented ways yeah. for his culture. And so yeah. I love that an angel is in this tomb. We would know nothing about the resurrection if it weren't for women. I know. Right. And, and the whole thing about, um, uh, women were not valid witnesses right. in like a court of law, but right. the first yeah. to witness the resurrection yeah. of Jesus was women. So yes. like, I mean, yeah, the, like to place that and at the center of the gospel. And an angel is telling them, go, go yeah. tell the others. Yeah. And he's not calling after them saying, only tell the women. Tell them, yeah. Only tell the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you love, know, I love so. that as like a case for if they wanted to make it more believable, they would have picked men. Like if they were making this up, if sure. they were making the story sure. up, they would have said. And then there were three very reputable men who saw the, yeah. 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 Sorry, I took you off. Well, there's a lot of things that um, put holes in Christianity, if you will, yeah. you know, that made it unbelievable at the time. I mean, just Jesus needing a baptism. Yeah. This was really hard for early Christians to explain yeah. because people who were skeptics were going, oh, so he needed repentance. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that when yeah. really his baptism, it was about an ushering in. It was about a reception of being told he was the beloved. He was mm-hmm. modeling for us what it is to be ushered into a larger story, a lineage, a lineage part of this cloud of witnesses yeah. where we hear you are the beloved. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, so there are these things that make it really hard for early yeah. Christians to go, no, really guys, this is it. Yeah. And that was certainly one of them. You know, women being the tellers, being 
being the knowers, being the first to know the last yeah. name. So. so when you knew you were getting that yeah. tattoo, yeah. then you were like, am I going to be that soccer mom yes. with the tattoo sleeve? That's right. And how did you make that? How did we... Like, it's funny because the people that know me were like, of course, that's what you're doing. That's like cool. this made a lot of sense that's for cool. a lot of people. That's and I cool. love it. Honestly, when I see it, it's as though it has always been there. It that's, never surprises see, me. That's the ticket. That's yeah. the ticket. Cause like, I've been torn about the whole tattoo thing, but yeah. I've never, I've never thought of something on my body and go, yes, that makes yeah. sense. Like I've and never had that know, moment. That's good to know, know. I couldn't pull over fast enough. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. book it fast enough. That's you know, there good was no turning back once I knew. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be like how I'm going to tell my kids if they're like, can I get a tattoo? I'm like, you got to have the, yeah, this makes sense. This is the thing and forever. Honestly, I think I was 35. I'm 42. I think I'm for, I'm 42. I forget my age all the time. It's so, I feel isn't so that weird thing. Yeah. Um, I have to make everyone around me and tell it was me. like, if my kids are 35 and are, like feel really convicted about this thing. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so what else yeah. does that mean to you? Like the, so once you made the, Oh, what? Yeah. When you made the decision, how did you, was your, so everyone was just like, this is it. This you is know, good. My husband really stayed out of it. Yeah. I think he was nervous yeah. for me. And so, um, he really stayed out of it. And I, you know, I take this being one thing seriously. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted his blessing Yeah. and it's not like he was withholding his blessing, but he was saying, this is between you and the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And so once I did it, um, he was like, I love it. It's, That's cool. It's really cool. So, yeah, because I mean, it's one flesh the tattoo. I mean, it's yeah. like him getting a tattoo. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I wanted his blessing. I didn't care about what my kids thought very much, but they did have opinions. They're used to it now, but they, yeah. and for a while, and I can cover it up if I want to. Yeah. How do you feel, guys, about face tattoos? This is a new big thing. Can I tell you something that just happened like literally two days ago with a face tattoo? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so excited. Okay. So I'm in a parking lot and with my kids. I, they are getting in the car and I notice my oldest kind of hustling into the car. He's like getting in quickly. Uh-oh. And so I'm, no, I'm like looking at, he's 10. Okay. So I look around and, um, there is someone walking to their car too. This was a person of color. And so we get into the car and I really think that we need to be examining our biases all of the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, Hey, what's going on, babe? You know, like, it's okay, but we need to examine our biases. Yeah, yeah. I said, did you feel afraid? Why did you feel afraid? Yeah. Like, let's talk about this. And so he finally gets, he's 10 and he's a mature 10 and he finally gets what I'm after, like mm-hmm. what I'm going for. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, mom, it was not because that person had brown skin. It was because that person had a tattoo on their face and I just questioned their judgment. <laughs> We should re-examine our biases about face tattoos because in today's day and age, that's the thing. That's the thing is like, is like it used to be, I love this topic because it used to be that people that had tattoos, it was like, these were rough people. Now it's like Chad, who's like 13, who's like 13 and his parents bought him a a Ford F-150 and like the hardest time he's had is like his lockers on the other side of the school, right? Like, yeah. Right. So it's like anyone has just a lot of tattoos. And I feel like then that's why it went up to, all right, now who's doing face tattoos. You got to up the ante. Now you're hard. You're really up the ante. You're committing. Like you have, uh, what is it that Post Malone has? Post Malone's from Grapevine. I don't know if you guys know this. He worked at a Chick-fil-A or a chicken express. That's now a burritos locos. That's this way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ta- then face tattoo, you got to kind of up the, Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. People ask me all the time. So you're hooked now and you're going to get a million. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Really? Yeah. I have one on my ribs and it that's it. Okay. And it's my handwriting 
and it says love never fails and it's what in, is in our wedding rings and he has the address of the verse on his ribs Aww. and so when we stand together when you stand next to each together, other oh, that's so and the rib taken yeah. from you know oh, that's cute. super cutie oh, and man. my husband is not like the yeah. type that would have necessarily choose wait to have when did you guys so you got that after that you that was first no this was first this was like a I'm but gonna like put after my married the water. after yes. married okay yes, okay yes, yes. okay that would have been really intense if like you guys <laughs> are dating and like let's get matching tattoos we're in key west why not <laughs> oh my sweet husband he had cold feet enough like yeah. we didn't need to go yeah. pushing any tattoo envelopes <laughs> dang what other what's oh another question was what's your favorite pot this is also from kyle hyman what's your favorite podcast episode either guest or topic that Ooh, you've done so far and you've question. done a lot how many total episodes have you done i, I don't know you, and it's okay, been three can I tell years you something? Right? i think this is interesting you might I don't know. I'd like to know what you think about this. So if I write something or if I'm speaking, I really kind of need the feedback. Mm -hmm. yeah. like if I write something, I'm quick to see, is this resonating with people? Yeah. Do people like it? If yeah. I speak, like, it's really nice when people come up and say, hey, that mattered. I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. There is something about podcasting that I don't care. Really? You just put it I out to the world? I do not look at stats. Interesting. Yeah. I do not look at stats. Isn't yeah. that amazing? By the way, this That's is good. not like some holiness like this is not some virtue yeah. it's really just proof of um how i feel about the process yeah it just really doesn't matter you just want to get it out there yeah and like, isn't that interesting i've yeah. never experienced that i'm always so vulnerable about what i create and with the podcast i'm just not yeah so i to to answer your question i don't know how many episodes i've done i don't know how many people listen mm -hmm. i always think it's fascinating that people that are not contractually obligated to love me listen like <laughs> I, <laughs> I know just, i'm like wow i just tell my mom to not so comment nice. so much because it's like mom you're making me oh, feel come on oh that's precious yeah, i love that yeah but you're like mom uh so favorite so favorite topic oh, gosh, or guest so far because i wish i were naturally funnier um, I love the funny ones. Mm -hmm. And so my favorite funny episode is, um, 40 and free. My best friend and I giggle in her bedroom about turning 40 <laughs> and it's fantastic. That's I hilarious. love that funny episode. Yeah. And then a like serious note, that's probably like really me. Um, Marcus Lloyd and I, um, talk about race and he is an is African-American man. One? No. Okay. Mm -mm. He is an African-American man and really breaks down race in a way he, um, I don't know how this will – I've really made myself a student of race lately, and yeah. and it's important because you're not going to pick up – if you're white like me, you're not going to pick up things from mainstream mm -hmm. media mm -hmm. um, if you don't choose to because yeah. the truth is you can easily say race doesn't matter when your race doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Yeah, yeah. So um, – Anyways, he breaks down race in a way that is really accessible for, for white people. He works beautifully in white spaces and yeah. in black spaces. And I just think it's a really important episode. Does he have and any he's books or anything super that he talented. He's he doing a lot locally. He's yeah. actually in McKinney. And he has, um, like, community as a conference that he does. Yeah. Um, he's with this threaded organization because he's really – he's just – the Lord has pierced his heart for unity. Wow. And, you know, it's how the world will know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Here we are. Jesus' last prayer yeah. is let them be one. Yeah, yeah, and so he really takes that seriously and is doing everything he can. That's awesome. To, to did you do you listen to all the lines. Joe Rogan podcast? Mm -mm. Dang, I'm all about everyone that knows okay. me. I listen to it too much. Who is that? Uh, he it's the most actually popular. I realized this recently. It's the most popular medium or like media thing that's ever existed or exists right now. So it's a podcast. It's Joe Rogan. He's a stand-up comedian. Okay. Okay. That's and what he I just, was, He yeah. looks like a bald white yes. Republican, but okay. he's like super progressive. He's like really, <laughs> cool. really. Okay. Cool. Uh, but he had on what? Isn't he into MMA or Ultimate Fighter? 
Yeah, he's a he's an announcer for UFC. Okay. He did Fear Factor. Yes. 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 He's the host from like, Fear Factor. I mean, I yeah, yeah. Now that I've messed up the whole Thanos thing, Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. That I guy, think. Now that I've messed that up, I'm like, wait, isn't that the Fear Factor guy? I'm he like, had, I don't want to say it. <laughs> he had this. He had this guy on. You would love this, Daryl Davis. Okay. Do you know? So he's an R and B and blues musician who just committed his life to like befriending uh, white guys in the KKK or guys in the K- in the Ku Klux Klan, and he's seen many of them leave. He's helped people leave just by wow. being their friend yeah. and just, but still challenging them. Like still like, why do you believe that black people are different? Or why do you, why, how, like why in, and just, uh, because you've heard it said, I say to you, love your neighbor mm-hmm. and you know, hate yeah. your enemy. But what I say to you, yeah. like Jesus comes in and up this, ups this Annie yeah. in this major way. No, yeah, yeah. not just love your neighbor, love your yeah. enemy. And yeah. he just over the course, I mean, and some of them, it was like years of just, and and it and he's and he's really it's an amazing episode because he talks about how he wasn't wow. planning to convert them he like he just was interested in why do these people get into this yeah. and and why are they in it and yeah. he is a very it's you know it's one thing if he was white wow. researching all of this but he's sure, black and sure. one of the oh first my gosh what yeah, a radical a, ethic you gotta listen it's like two ethic. hours of him talking about this one a few people who got out like gave him their robes and stuff. And like, it's, it's fat. It's so fascinating, especially as someone who I struggle often with, um, when you're hanging out, especially with very close friends or family members, like how to challenge or talk about difference of beliefs and opinions. Cause especially family members or friends that like, they know what you believe. Yeah. So like, at what point do you say Like, I think what you did was wrong or I think this is wrong. And at what point do you, they know and you're yeah. just loving them. I mean, it's not like yeah. every time, every day you meet your friend, you're like, by the way, you're an atheist and I think that's not good. Right, right. Like, like, you... We're so quick to let our ideologies pull us out of relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and relationships should really trump everything. But I know that there are some relationships where I've gone the opposite extreme yeah. of just so permissive and passive. Oh, sure. And just yeah, so feeling your like... own mouth closed and your own heart yeah. hide to stay yeah. comfortable or protect yourself. Yeah, and I just, sure. it, and so, yeah, I just, so it was cool to hear him maintain those relationships and not piss off these people. That is people. a really like that is kingdom living right mm, there. Yeah. And that's that's that radical ethic that really stands out what Jesus is saying. Like no no no. Yeah. Not just I mean loving your neighbors, loving people, who, you know, showing compassion to people you enjoy. That's easy. Tax yeah. collectors do that. It's fine. Yeah. Um but this is what we're called to. That is What are really other topics really... that are very divisive that you're passionate about? Um you know, recently, I feel like, you know, the internet almost broke over the halftime show. Oh, yeah. So I feel really, I, I, and, as, and another answer to your question, the episodes that I like on the show, I love everything we've ever done about sex. Mm. Um, I feel really proud of that yeah. content. It's been, um, I think it, I feel like it's, it is this, it's almost more intimate to talk about sex than it is to have it. Hmm. And that is a problem. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. this really taboo subject. And I feel like if we could, and, and at least the way that I was brought up, not necessarily by my parents, because my parents were very free. The joy of sex was our coffee table book. Um, totally normal. What is that? Is that like a, <laughs> is that like a thing? Yeah. Really? 
<laughs> I'm looking to the older people in the room. Like, yeah. Um, but so I just had really very comfortable free parents. But the message that you get from culture, it's like this panicky yeah. covering the kid's eyes, you know? Yeah. And so it's met with all this fear. And I feel like for me, it's not my job to, to shelter my kids from the world, but it is my job to shepherd them through it. Mm -hmm. And every single thing that they come across, is just a new way to talk about Jesus, you know? And so I'm sitting in the car with my oldest and he's listening to the lyrics of the Bruno Mars song, sex by the fire Mm -hmm. at night. And I see his eyes do this and I'm like, Oh, okay. So we're ready to talk about this. And and we we had had like some age appropriate questions, but his reaction, let me know it was time to take this to a new level of maturity. Let's talk about this. And so I'm like, what do you know about that? And he was like, nothing. And I'm like, well, you know, something. What do you know about yeah, that? Yeah. And so anyways, what do you know about sex? <laughs> and so he said, well, I know it's bad. And I was like, Ooh, stop. That's not good. Here we go. Yeah. You know, and it was this wonderful opportunity to say, it's beautiful to have sex by a fire with your wife. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. We I don't feel, know that they're I not feel, married. I feel bad. I forced a, a group of middle schoolers to repeat multiple times. Sex is amazing. Yeah. Within the context of marriage. (laughs) And they would have to add it. But they were like, when it was like one of those things where it started coming up and they were trying to like, like Uh scandalize me a little bit. And Uh I was like, sex is great. And they were like, like couldn't believe that I said that. And I was like, no, no, no. What I mean is sex is a good that's meant like, let's talk philosophy. Let's like, sex is good within the context of marriage. Right. And like, let's add that. So, uh, there's probably not a, cool professional move but yeah. to have like all like to go up into a room with a small group of like 10 eighth graders and then to have other teachers hearing us all coming down the stairs marching and just like chanting over and over wow. again sex is great wow. within the context of wow. marriage i'm not sure looking back on it now that i would have but well, i was so passionate it was really my first important. year and it was really important to me to give the message to my son that says hey listen you might not be interested in this right now yeah but you will be later yeah and that doesn't make you weird yeah you are not strange yeah. for having, you know, these desires. And so I feel like the way that our culture was around it, you know, for me growing up, it was, it was this panicky fear-based thing. Yeah. And then you're expected to just fall into healthy sexual relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> upon I do. You like, know, what? it's interesting. I wonder if this is related to the whole like selfie self-consciousness thing. Like, I feel like, um, in a world where everything is open and, and exposed and it's kind of like you have a there's nothing hidden that is not attached to to like shame or guilt yeah like we only hide things that would be shameful or guiltful yeah and i don't think most people understand hiding something because it's precious right or like or like uh that is brilliant like protecting something because that's a brilliant it's like why not just have sex with everyone unless you feel guilty or evil unless it's evil that's the only reason you would be hiding this and i think maybe that's like a modern thing like modern teens they think they attach hiding with shame and guilt instead of like which by the way this is a question for everyone so good you need to write about that i'm gonna write a book about it at at what point also this is just a question for everyone at what point do you stop letting your children see you naked okay when they start to giggle what are you what about you allison we're not there yet and your oldest is how old? Oh my god! Your we oldest is sixteen. How old is your? I have these friends that are yeah. like, oh, this is TMI for the show. So. But like, na- wait, no, there's no there's TMI no such for- thing. No. So my friends are like, oh, I, you know, I had to. She's getting close to her period, so I had to like tell her what a period was, and I'm like. Only just now, like we live way too up close for that. Yeah, like yeah. my kids know what a period is. Well, we've had all of our babies at home, 
Yeah, so, uh-huh, and most uh-huh. of our kids sure. have like watched, yes, like yeah. yeah, a lot mm. of the kids like like watched sure. a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they were up there with a flashlight, no, but I know. <laughs> they like saw, and they weren't like, but they saw a lot, you know. Yeah, and then but there is this weird like with the, it's it was it was one thing when they were all boys. Well, even when they were all boys, it was like Danielle being naked and the oldest. Yeah. It was like. I don't know. It was just tough. It was just a tough yeah, thing. Yeah, I like, am sensitive to how everybody's feeling. And by the way, it's totally personal. I mean, my yeah. daughter has started to need some privacy. Yeah. And so, which is yeah, yeah. great. We honor that, you know. Um, I mean, I, pubic hair changes things. Like yeah, when, when, a, when a 10-year-old or when my 10-year-old, my ten, my ten if he starts getting pubic hair, I think we're like. Yeah. I also like, <laughs> I also never had brothers. So then in college, having really close guy friends who like that whole dynamic really changed about like yeah. how open you are with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then now around my sons, I'm kind of treating it like we're brothers, but yeah. I'm like, they're getting older now. I don't know if it's okay to just yeah. be like, what's yeah. the Dane cook joke? One day, son, all this will be yours. You know, all like to say, <laughs> I think <laughs> one day, oh my gosh. huge tracts of land. Is an art, not a science. Yeah, and we're always true. trying to put formulas that's to true. things. That's and true. it's going to be different for every family. Yeah. It's going to be different for, for every, every kid. kid yeah, even. that's and true. And so for us, everyone's happy and comfortable. And I'm going to stay sensitive to that. That's my job. Have there, so. Has there ever been things on your podcast that you've regretted that are there and you've been tempted to delete? Or have you ever deleted oh, sure. stuff? What's your like editing process with oh, the that's podcast? That's good. Um, when do you know that you should not release something? Or do you have like a filter mm-hmm. for your podcast? Like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, this episode got like, we're just going to delete this mm-hmm. or we're going to cut out stuff. Do you edit it? Mm-hmm. Do you cut stuff out? Um, I will. I feel like my job is to make us sound good. Mm. So I would never embarrass a guest. Um, even if it's that. something that we, I would never, yeah, yeah. Dis- for example, if um, someone accidentally says something or does something, yeah, yeah, I would never like capitalize on something because it's interesting over, you know, relationship yeah. or honoring their story. Um, in fact, something came up where, um, it was actually, I did an alcoholism, um, episode and we, I drove to Houston for the, for the recording and, um, we left. It was good. It, it was, it was good. It was a good episode. And I was checking with her. I kind of like, like to let the Holy spirit work in the next couple of days and feel like if there's anything, cause I want to honor their relationships. I mean, there's a lot, that, yeah. you know, when people open Share. themselves up to you that you're responsible in a lot of ways, I feel that. And so, um, I kind of let the Holy spirit work for a couple of days to see if there's anything they'd like to take out. And so I was checking back with her and she said, you know what? It, it's not that I just feel like I was nervous and it wasn't my best. Mm. And I wish that I, I wish that I would have done a better job. I wish that I would have been more authentic to myself and my story. Mm. And, um, and I said, I would never put something out there that you don't feel proud of. Mm. This is so personal to you. This is so intimate of, of stories, a collection of stories really about her alcoholism and getting clean. And, um, and I said, we'll do it again, Yeah, you know? And, and, and that felt that felt right. And it even felt like an honor. Yeah. Um, now I did make her come to me <laughs> for the second time. <laughs> I didn't drive to Houston. Um, but we did and we got it right and she yeah. felt really proud and it was worth it. That's a really good so, way to say that. Yeah. yeah. And, and because, and, and I, and I, it would, this would be true, um, regardless. I just love humanity. Um, but especially because it's my friends, mm. especially because, you know, we're walking yeah. together on the daily. Um, so do I take anything out? I do try to make us sound good. Mm-hmm. So if someone's like searching for a word or if somebody misspeaks or if somebody goes on a tangent, that's 
you know, you know, doesn't matter or Taylor. is unflattering or, <laughs> or whatever. I will Taylor. take that out. But I don't like too slick of a finish. So I do want it to sound conversational. Yeah. I don't, you know, um, I think I want... that's the strength of the podcast. Yeah. Is it's right. not sounding so right. Like professional. But, but at the same time, you're really... maybe that's just what I'm telling myself because no, I'm so well, unprofessional. No, I think it matters because what you're trying to do is you're trying to, um, take what's the energy that's happening here between us and you're trying to make it accessible to a third party. And there's a little bit of art to that. I mean, you, you want to keep some things in that, you know, that make you feel like you're a part of it. You don't want it to feel exclusive. Um, so there, it takes a, I take a, I spend a lot of time editing. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Who do you, who do you want to have on? Who would you want to have on? Um, like if you could have anyone on your podcast, who would you have on? Well, you know, so as I've, um, been I don't ever I I feel like it's like this badge of honor to complain about being busy and that's annoying it's a good thing to be busy with work um but this my spring has been the spring upcoming spring is going to be really busy and I get to speak with a lot of people who I love so yeah. much um and so I would love um that do happen to be bigger names and so I've always said that I'm not going to do that yeah it's we weird how do you make the yeah how <laughs> do you, we are friends yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now it's like, but even that can be more uh more complicated because you feel yeah. weird because now you're friends and, and it's a little bit off brand right yeah, because yeah. it was like this whole thing is Allie Hoffman highlighted something that I, I said at a conference bunch which which is I want to give the microphone to somebody who's not grasping for it mm, you know yeah, yeah. and so now I'm making friends because of being busier and making friends with people who do have microphones yeah and yet I still want their stories heard yeah, and yeah. so it does it feels like a little bit of a balance and you don't want them to be like Oh wow! I thought we were just friends, and yeah, now you're. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's complicated. But um, Michelle Benzinger is a dear friend She's of mine. Amazing. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, and so you know, Mary Lineberg is a dear friend. Yeah. We've been able to work together too. So they just have beautiful stories and are wonderful humans, and they should have the microphone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. Well, uh, we've been doing this for we've been doing this for an hour. What? Yeah. So we're gonna go for three more. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have any questions for me, Allison? I've never asked a guest that. Really? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to ask me questions. I do want to, though. I, do you, do you have was, things written that down? Was, that's what I was really going for is what's in her notebook? Um, what is she prepared? Okay, do you ever feel like you have crossed a line or do you feel like you can't go far enough? Like in my life? I kind of meant on the show, but oh, on yes, the show. <laughs> on, in your life. <laughs> do I ever feel like I've crossed a line like, or that I've not gone far enough? Have you line? Have you ever felt like, oh, that might have crossed the line? Or do you feel like, nah, I can't go far enough? Um, I don't think I've ever felt like I went too far. I have felt like maybe we didn't go far enough because, okay. and I think it's in proportion to how nervous I am. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm really nervous, I think I keep looking at Laura because the Lord knows this about me. Mm-hmm. If I'm nervous, then I default to funny and performative and like it's my defense. Max, she's nodding. So. <laughs> I, def- I default to like the freaking out. And so yeah. I think in some of those episodes, I was nervous and I wasn't able to maybe go a little further. And then the, again, like the, when do you disagree? I mean, you invite someone onto your sure. show and when do you go, no, no, I don't, yeah. you know, like it, that has been difficult or just, that's been a challenge is how to, when someone says something, go, no, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. if it's something close to them. Like sure. it's not like, you know, Thanos looks like Taylor Schroll. It's like right. deep things. Something we all agree with. Yeah, yeah, which we totally <laughs> agree with. Um, okay, are you on Twitter? 
Are we? Yeah, yeah kind okay. of. I don't. I'm not very active, but I'm on there. Yeah. And I've had to curb that. Okay. Because it will it will make me spiral emotionally. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, that's what that was my question. Like, do you feel affected by culture wars? Culture wars in what sense? Like, just I don't know. Like I feel within like, the church, or I feel like Twitter is like this. It's like throwing the tiniest, most meaningless pebble into the world's most unfriendly swamp. Yes, it's like just yelling, uh, like unrequested advice at people. And totally. so when I when I'm going totally. through, it's like. With no subject variety, by yeah. the way. Like, you can only talk about yeah. one thing. It's like, if you've ever used a loofah in your life, you're a Nazi. And I'm like, whoa, what? It's, am, am, I have, like, do I believe? It? You know, it's like people you love who yeah. are just like, uh, if is you. Is that not a disappointing thing when people yeah. you respect yeah. say. And a lo- I don't know what things. it is about Twitter in particular that makes people sh- like skew towards unsolicited advice yeah. or like unsolicited commandments almost. Yeah. And it's like this tone that I'm I'm like working on a bit to talk about like the tone of Twitter is like if you ever it's just always if you ever do this thing you're or if you think this and it's like yeah. I don't know it's so different than any other platform you don't yeah. get a lot of that on Facebook in the same way it just seems like all of it's and and a lot of it I don't I think I get a lot of social anxiety about not understanding what this is about. Me too. Yeah. And so I totally agree with and that. And I also, a lot of times in some of the Catholic Twitter circles, I, it makes me feel not smart enough because I'm like, I'm sure. not smart enough to even understand. Yes. And like, I have at least a bachelor's in theology. I should yeah. be able to understand what this is about. Yeah, and you're like, I don't have a handle on that, yeah. man. And I don't know if I'm on the right side of the church or the left side in this tweet. I'm not sure yeah. what's going on here, yeah. what this is in reference to. I'm relating to all yeah, of this. Yeah. Now I'm looking yeah. up like what, like, you know, all these big words that I don't understand. I'm yeah. like, I don't, and, and I don't understand if it's satirical or not. Right. And, and it's so, it makes me feel like an oh idiot. Oh my gosh. That's such a yeah. good synopsis it makes of my me experience. Feel like an idiot. Okay. I'm like, I don't understand now. And so maybe we can just follow each other okay. and we can communicate yeah. perfectly. Yeah. I lurk though, because I do feel like, <laughs> do you do this? Okay. So do you have, I feel like you do, but I want your approach on this. I purposely though, try to follow or keep one of the reasons I'm on Twitter is because I do want a little bit of exposure to the fringes of sure. some of the places I'm in. And, and I want sure. contrary yes. ideologies Just great. in my, but but it's sometimes very affecting, but yeah. do you do that? Or do you, yeah. how do you do that? No, I have a diverse. Cause most people don't think that they have to curate their own feed. They're just yeah. like scrolling through thinking this is what everyone sees. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize they're like, no, no, no. You watch a lot of puppy videos. That's why you see a lot of puppies. Mm. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I legit, legit, there was a post about a little girl's dance recital and in the comments, someone was damned to hell. I mean, like, <laughs> this is dire situation, people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. No, I do. I keep people in my feed that I don't agree with and I do it. Um, I do it intentionally. There are people that I do agree with that that are so um indignant that I unfollow. Mm. So it kind of goes both ways, you know, indignance, um, can be hard for me. I feel like we should all kind of hold things a little more loosely than we're we're doing. Yeah. Do you have any other things in your book that you want to share with us Um, for the Patreon supporters? Let's see. What would you like to be asked? Well, I want to, someone would ask me. Well, Oh, I don't know. That is a very good question. What do I wish someone to ask me? I can't think of anything. Mm -hmm. I do though. 
enjoy, and this often becomes a theme of the show episodes, mm-hmm. I do enjoy talking about, um, and I, I've been kind of sharing with people that I think Pope Benedict really keeps me a Christian. Mm. And every now and then when I return to him, mm. I've found that, especially in times where I'm tempted by atheism or I'm tempted by mm. disbelief, yeah. that Benedict of anything I read, wow, not only because he's such a huge brain, yeah, but also his acknowledgement of the modern condition. Yeah, especially so this book, Introduction to Christianity, the first chapter alone on belief, what is belief and what is doubt, and that is such a theme. Um, just in the last couple of years, I mean, just in general in the Christian life is like the relationship with doubt and faith. Yeah. So I would enjoy having a discussion with you about that. About mm. what is your relationship to doubt and faith, and as an you know an example is one thing that really grinds my gears is there was this, and I've talked about this on the show before there was a radio lab or there was an episode, a podcast episode they were interviewing. It was a secular podcast interviewing people, different people of different faiths to talk about faith. What is belief? Yeah. And they interviewed Billy Graham's like granddaughter or something. Mm-hmm. And they said, they asked about what is faith? What was your, grandfather's faith and all this stuff and what does it mean to believe in all these things and they asked one question in particular that i was very disappointed at the answer they asked um do you think your grandfather ever doubted Mm. she immediately said never yeah and i was like no like and it was portrayed as aren't christians kind of this like blind belief sure with with out a shred of doubt. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not. And then you read introduction to Christianity and Pope Benedict talks about how both the believer and the atheist and the believer and the unbeliever, really the only thing they have in common is doubt. Yeah. The believer doubts his belief and the unbeliever doubts his unbelief. Wow. Like we were, Let's, what a meeting place. It's the human condition. And he literally says, yeah. this is the bridge that can be built between Absolutely. believers and unbelievers yeah. is, and, and an unbeliever has belief in his unbelief. And a believer has belief in his belief, wow. which is too many beliefs. So, yeah, that's just thick. your that's layered. Um, you know, so I I feel strongly about praying as I am and not as I ought to be. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, I think that a lot of times we really insist on this prettily packaged yeah. faith. You know, this has to this has to look a certain way. We're concentrating on our outsides. We're concentrating on not doing the thing. You know, not saying the word, yeah. not drinking the drink or whatever we're concentrating on how it looks because the the best thing the next best thing to holiness is faking holiness right mm. and so what the lord really wants to do is change us from the inside out and so that inside out process is allowing him where we are weak it's getting underneath that sin like why is it that you want to gossip why mm. did you tell the lie to yeah. appear what to remain what yeah. you know and so when we pray as we ought to pray then that's when the lord can meet us in our in our weakness and that's where we quit seeing our own own sin. That's where we quit seeing other people's sin. It's where we see him when we're met in our weakness. Mm. And so I think that with that tendency to make it look good, to make it seem good, to make it sound good, we are afraid to go to these deep places, these Mm. low places. And when we try to lop off the lows, I think we just lop off the highs Mm. too. And so this deep allowing those moments of deep doubt, I think it leads to moments of great belief. And so we're just robbing ourselves of this emotion, allowing him to meet us in this deep place to bring us here. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's been my experience during times of like severe dryness, because here's the thing, an enemy would love to convince you 
that because you're not having rich prayer experiences that God's not there yeah. or you're out of favor now yeah, yeah. when that's not true. It's yeah. just not true. It's a lie. Yeah. But when you recognize the work of an enemy, then you can step right over it and say, okay, I know, I know what you're doing here. I am beloved. Here we go. Did you experience doubt during your conversion to the Catholic church? Like, was there ever a doubt of like, did I make the right decision? Like, um, only because I loved Catholic doctrine and I loved Catholic social teaching. Um, what was hard for me was mass. Mm. I came from this really happy, clappy environment yeah. and not anytime soon was father Dan going to see how many marshmallows he could fit in his mouth. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> wow. What a homily that would be. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so, you know, their mass was really, I thought everyone was mad at me. Yeah. And so I, because I love a team so much because I love people. Um, it was really hard for me to feel disconnected from community community, I think is, can be challenging in Catholic spaces. There are certainly Catholic spaces that do it well. Um, but I think we have a lot to learn, um, from our Protestant brothers and sisters about the joy of the gospel and celebrating community. Dang. Yeah. So that was hard. Yeah. And, and for a while, I mean, I feel bad for my husband. He was having to drag us all to church, yeah, you yeah. know? And so, um, what about uh, just doubt in the sense of like believing God existing? Like how do you deal with that doubt or the temptation? To I tell you what, the, I don't know if this is answering your question, but it's where my mind went is that the Eucharist is hard for me. Mm. I mean, that is, I, there were, there were ways that I celebrated my faith as a Protestant that made me feel like I was on top of the world. Yeah. I could diagram out a sermon with my brain. <laughs> I could tap into praise and worship with my emotions. And there were these very commonsensical ways of celebrating my faith yeah, with God. Yeah. And then I learned about the Eucharist and I was, to, I, it, it was, it was mystical and it was even a little dark. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And I'm reading about it and I'm realizing that people in Jesus's time were feeling the same ways I was. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and so in the gospels. Yeah. Even, yeah. And so you dig in and you're like, okay, well, if, if people are turning around to leave over this, if he's using the same language that yeah. he's using on the cross, mm-hmm. then these are either both literal or both metaphors. If this word is like so graphic that it means to gnaw and it's yeah. never used symbolically in ancient literature anywhere and mm-hmm. that Bethlehem just happens to mean house of bread. I know, right? <laughs> Bethlehem. So yeah. I'm, I'm reading all of this yeah. and I'm fascinated. Yeah. And all I know is that I want in. Mm. I feel feeble and I feel weak and I feel small and I can't get my head around it and I still can't get my head around it, but I feel small. Yeah. And I want a big God. Yeah. Don't we all? Like, yeah. don't we want this powerful big God? And so, um, so that for me can be, I have to, it's hard. let's put it this way. I, that's th- uh, something that I have to keep returning to and keep yeah. returning to and yeah, keep yeah. returning to. And that's not bad. Our pastor, uh, well, our previous pastor said once, and it haunts me to this day. He said, it's not obedience until you don't want to do it. Ooh. And sometimes I feel that way about some yeah. church teachings where it's like everything else. It's easy for me to believe. Yeah. But then this, oh, that's so good. Like I have to be obedient to this. He's such a stickler when it comes to free will. It's yeah. like, what's obedience if you don't have another option? Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you're there's... like, oh yeah, this is easy to believe. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, especially when it's, it's like hard to even when you have, I remember, uh, I, we try to talk to our kids about the mass. Like when, uh, the priest lifts up the host, sometimes I'll like, <laughs> I'll like lean over and just be like, Hey Noah, you know, that's, you know, that's Jesus, you know? And, uh, one time I was talking with Noah, we're in the front row and I go, Noah, like that's Jesus. And Noah goes, what? Kind of loud. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's Jesus. And he like looks and in a quiet moment, he oh, goes, gosh. 
you're tricking me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, real loud. <laughs> and so here I am, like, everyone can see me, like, whispering in my son's uh-huh, ear and then him uh-huh. going, huh? Oh, my gosh. You're tricking so, me. That is such a I great moment. I so embarrassed. Oh, I was like, the, the kid oh, church whisper, right? My so The priest had come up to make an announcement. Or I guess it was, I guess the deacon had given the homily and then he was getting back up after... <laughs> to make an announcement and my daughter goes him again (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh my gosh it's so hard though like it's hard to especially the eucharist because you don't want to betray the trust of your children but your children are kind of like what that is not jesus like that does not make sense that is not jesus and you're like it is and they're like I know you're saying that, but it's not. But yeah. you, because they can't tilt their head at exactly. us about a virgin birth. Yeah, exactly. They, like, yeah, they yeah. Don't, you know. But they're like, they can point to a picture of Jesus <laughs> yes. and be like, that's Jesus. Yeah. That is not Je- What are you trying to pull here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's really, it's no, complicated. No, but you know, the, the Adam and Eve, they had the whole garden, yeah. right? You have the whole garden. And so God had to make this tree of knowledge mm. of good and evil to give them a choice. What's obedience if you don't have a choice? Exactly. It's yeah. really, really Free good. will. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh, I have to pee really bad. So we're probably going to start landing this plane of an episode. It was there a good things? one. Thank you so much. This was the best episode we've had in the studio ever. <laughs> Do you have any things that you want to tell people or are there any um, – well, you're not good at doing that. I'm going to force you to to tell them where they can go yeah. to find you, okay. support you. Sinner sister. Nice me on Twitter. Jeez, yeah, I, I'm not nice. on Twitter. Yeah. Ignore that. I, I, that's a joke. But um, Allison M. Sully on Instagram is really fun. Yeah. Um, Allison Sullivan on Facebook. I, you know, I'm old and I still really like Facebook. I feel like it's more interactive. Yeah. I can, it's great. I it's know. making a comeback. Yeah. Is uh, it? Yeah, yeah I great. think so. It's like vintage. Uh, also, Just like my what is your Patreon support? Your podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay. People should go find your Patreon. <laughs> Look at her. She's like, yeah, mm. what yeah go find <laughs> Allison's Patreon and help. Pathios. That's what I called it. Yeah. Go find the path, which is a website. <laughs> yeah. Do you write ma- for Pathios? I didn't make it up. I, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Go support the Patreon and help her produce this fantastic show. Yay. And thank you for being on. This is so show. fun. Yeah. This is very fun. Yay. So we're going to play her out. I Congrats. think we, oh, yay. Oh, wait, no, I'm supposed to do the music again. Oh, you think what? I think we could have gone for another hour. We could, but my bladder will explode. <laughs> Here You've we go. already been throwing blood over here at me. I know. This is so. What's what's uh? <laughs> and you're a mom, so it bothers all of us. What's uh? What's the something else you're gonna talk about before um? I gotta pull this up and t- to end it because then the music will come in and yeah. then it'll... so this is the part where whoever's listened this far they get a little Easter egg because you're gonna share something right now as we're what? Are you not understanding? I'm, you're, tr- you're supposed to fill the time right now. Fill oh. the air. Oh, okay. As I like slowly. I'm making really bad radio is what you're saying? Yeah, silence you're supposed is, to like. Silence is not. You're supposed to like, oh, good. if you listen this far, I'm going to say this thing. Yeah. There we go. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. This is a great episode. Yay.